Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cutthroat scumbags were coming out of the woodwork and dying much-deserved deaths. Now, don't get me wrong. This was no class act group of guys like you got in here. Not at all. Now, these guys were world-class turds. And I'm sorry, but they got what they deserved. It was judgment night in that place. World-class turds. This is Film Sack. <laughs> Sure. Oh, crap. Hold on. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> that, that didn't work right. There we go. Today I learned that it's not all one file. Nope, not I one know, file. Oh, it's never one file. Uh, hi, hey, everybody. Welcome to a very learning episode of Film Sack. This is Film Sack, <laughs> Mining the Very Depths of Film Entertainment for All Mankind, episode 635. I'm Scott Johnson. Uh, joining me today. Brian, he keeps all his cool stuff hidden behind a fake poo toilet done away. No, don't look back there. Mmm, poo. Gross. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we are a mariachi bandero's worth of desperate desperados looking for some revenge after Netflix murders our one true love. Our left hand, no! How we skip the intros. Quick, someone point us to the nearest hot librarian for some impromptu wound repair and hot sex. So we can enjoy this 1995 action crime drama set in Mexico while we open our guitar gun case that makes us do the O face. Oh yeah, I don't even I don't even miss my left hand anymore. Anywho, uh, if you ever have the option to get the band back together by calling up your homies Campo and Quino, you know the ones you never shut up about. Well, hide the kids, hide your future wife, because I'm pretty sure those guys sure have spent the past decade figuring out how to weaponize their instrument cases and doing lunges so they can strike those uncomfortable poses of death. <laughs> honey, I'll be out in the garage working on a project. And honey, don't go into my secret shitter lair covered in shit. There's a shot in the face Tarantino in there. Randy, take my car. That's what I bought it for. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, it was very well done. You've used about 14 lines that I used for a million other things in today's show. So nicely done. <laughs> Also with us, Randy, he keeps all his little knives in his fancy Mexo vest, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. 
Don't just stand there in the lavatory stall we covered in shit by loading the shit into a slingshot first and then using all of our strength to throw it at the walls and the floor and the ceiling and each other. (laughs) Come on through this secret door that suddenly Mm -hmm. makes you realize this is the widest shit stall that has ever existed (laughs) and enter the room that we like to call just smells here in the smells room. We're going to teach you how to use the best weapons that Mexico has to offer. I'm sorry, the dumbest weapons that Mexico has to offer. And you can too, if you just reach for my three favorites. Number one, knife girdle. The genius of the standard Mexican knife girdle is that everyone can see that all they need to do is knock you down and your knife girdle will kill you for them. They completely forget to shoot you while scrambling to try to trip you. Mm. Number two, sex toy spurs. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Number two is guitar case rocket launcher. (laughs) And you're going to want this one with the optional super ridiculously lightweight modification that allows it to be easily hoisted, but somehow magically provides no kickback. Boom. Okay. Number three, say hello to the codpiece gun. You'll be racked with excitement every time you fire 50 caliber bullets from the surface of your scrotum. (laughs) We call it the ball buster. Wow. (laughs) I want all three of these weapons stat. Stat. Uh, Well, finally, we have Brian. Use the car. That's why I bought it. If it. (laughs) <laughs> wait a minute that sounds really familiar yeah. <coughs> excuse me hey guess what folks still have a cough mm. um this is one that was a little tricky to do uh so uh and it sucks but i think it's funny so enjoy it and uh here. you really might want the lyrics on this one all right uh yeah here we go so tuck in everybody shall we great pick Got a long intro. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Desperado, the barster's never not a pina colado. I watch this from my home in Colorado, and Netflix suggested the devil wears Prado. Mariachi, that rocket fried that car like it was a hibachi. Those close ups made Cheech's face a little blotchy. Rodriguez loves my theorists like Jody West Chachi. Tarantino's cameo appearance is just so piquito. He has a hard time being discreto unless he's asking to see someone's feet. <laughs> I don't want to come across like some Fusendi pendejo, but how badass is Danny Trejo? Throwing knives like karate chip on Nintendo. Body double. Saw the used one so there would be no trouble. But it wasn't to keep her future roles humble. It was that she wouldn't scrape on Antonio's stubble. Crotch gun sniper. That recoil will sting you like a big nasty viper. It'll end your career as a professional bagpiper. And you'll spend your life just wearing a diaper. <laughs> That's nice, that is- nice switch up. That is the, yeah, thank you. And that is the uh, most uh, syllables I've ever tried to jam into a tiny yeah, little space. That yeah. was a lot. It was, it was a, a slow start, lot. but it, it was just, it rolled. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I love how some of the words like uh, what was it? The devil wears Prado. That made me laugh. Yeah, I had, to, had to do a little. Had to do a little uh, uh, poetic Bending. license there. Yeah, exactly. you got me with the Eagles piano completely. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I was me. supposed to. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Because it's it feels like the obvious choice, and so that's why I wanted to start with that. Well, well done. As always, we're talking about the film, the 1990 film Robert Rodriguez directed, called Desperado, a sequel in a trilogy that would end badly. Start interestingly and be really, really great in the middle, in my opinion. We are going to now hear from Fake Fletcher. Oh, real quick note about Fake Fletcher. So I put out a thing on the Discord so people can submit uh, uh, their willingness to want to read from our patrons. Uh, we're gonna That starts in earnest next week. Uh, it took a little bit to get organized. So today you're going to hear what may be, depending on how active people are, maybe our final Fake Fletcher from the AI oh. Fletcher. I don't okay. know. I don't know for sure. But boy, howdy, did it did it step up to the plate for its final thing with just one quick generation. I didn't change it. I didn't tweak it. I didn't ask for anything special. Here's what it gave us. Desperado! Oh, my God. Former musician and gunslinger El Mariachi arrives at a small Mexican border town after being away for a long time. His past quickly catches up with him, and he soon gets entangled with the local drug kingpin, Bucho, and his gang. Plus a secret poo room filled with Tarantino. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> secret poo room. Poo room. We, all poo room. <laughs> we all noticed the poo room. Yes. Hard not to notice the poo room. Yeah, that we're, was... starting, we're starting to sound like a frustrated kindergarten teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that's why we need to retire the poor thing, you know? Like maybe it's a good time for you to put your toys away. Yeah. Take a nap. Yeah. Kids, it's time for school. <laughs> that thing at the beginning. <laughs> what is going on, dude? Like well, I didn't ask for that. I don't know why it does I love that. It. I love well anyway. It. Worth every penny of the five bucks a month I spend for that service. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. agreed. Anyway, it's Desperado. This is the movie. Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, and a whole bunch of other folks that you know. Cheech Marin shows up in this thing. There's a way bigger role than I remember for um, Steve Buscemi. I thought he was barely in this. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it was, I, for me, it was reversed the Tarantino and and Buscemi. How big their roles were. I thought uh, I thought there was a lot more Tarantino, yeah, a lot less yeah. Buscemi. But yeah, I also thought there was opposite. way more Danny Trejo. I thought he was here through the whole thing. He gets killed off yeah. like early, he unceremoniously. Yeah. In that, I mean, just see ya, buddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there were several things where I felt like, am I watching the same movie that I saw back in the day? And right. I guess yeah. it's just because in there's not a lot to this movie, so there's not a lot to remember. You know, there's not a lot of like dialogue. Mm, right. Yeah, really, it's the action you, and yeah, if tone. you take away Buscemi and Tarantino, <laughs> yeah. you've taken away eighty percent of the dialogue in the movie, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. In fact, Buscemi's that, intro at the top is is it, it's, oh, this movie great. starts off. This movie starts off so strong. I remember this movie being something I really liked, but I didn't really revisit it too often. I didn't know know why, but now I remember. Starts off fantastic, ends on a whimper. Mm. Didn't care for it. Mm. Oh, I totally disagree. I have the ending. I didn't care for the ending. I loved, loved the ride. I, I must have ending. liked it at at the time. I must have thought Steve right. Buscemi was amazing. But now I was just like, oh my god, this movie starts badly. It's like, really? It's, oh, oh, it's really? pathetic at the beginning, and then the end with the brothers in the oh in the courtyard. I feel like the Funny. this movie has such a strong ending. Yeah. Wow. I feel like the the battle in the middle of the street is your should have been your climactic battle, and not the not the battle that takes place with the uh, the brother. You're and his my henchmen. brother. 
Oh, yeah. the the Bucho business. Yeah. Yeah. Business. How did who, you not know your brother did that? And that, who was the guy in your dream? What that was a, on? yeah, the dream part still doesn't make sense to me. I've seen this movie yeah. like 12 times yeah. and I don't know what that was uh, to this day. Like, was that another brother? Was that him supposed to be younger? Was that. Uh, did I not know who the yeah. Bucho was? Did, I'm assuming that's what we're saying. He didn't know who the Bucho was until the very yeah. end. Yeah, and well, even then you're yeah. like, is is he the final Bucho? Well, I don't he, even know he anymore. Knew, he knew he was the Bucho because earlier he yeah. went to shoot him and couldn't, and then couldn't tell her why he couldn't shoot her. But it was because yeah. he knew it was his brother, so yeah. he knew. But the whole the whole movie is about tone and over the top ridiculousness, yes. and it's an homage to an older really kind well. of beef B movie that Rodriguez and Tarantino, yeah. for that matter, used to love and. I don't know. It always worked really well for me, and I am not a fan of that third one. It's terrible, in my opinion. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Is yeah. that the sequel? Yeah. That's the one. No, not Once Upon a Time. It's No, that's a different one. Uh, something in... Oh, shit. What is it? It's uh, on the tip of my face. Really <laughs> it's the tip of my face. That's not the right word that's either. That's not it. <laughs> what? what uh, it is... Oh my gosh! How am I not doing this? Hold on. There we go. Once upon a time in Mexico. It is called that. That's what I thought it was. I didn't argue. It just sounded. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Mariachi Desperado. Once upon a time in Mexico. And and for me, it it goes Desperado. Once upon a time in Mexico. El Mariachi for for how I enjoy them. Oh, and, really? I like that first one we, for its... How do we fit in from dusk till dawn? What it's a <laughs> just uh Stand just alone. passes along the crutch gun to yeah. uh Tom okay. Savini for that. Yeah. 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 I mean they're not related and they're not in the same universe as best I can tell. But oh, they're, they're in the same universe, my friend. Well, they must be they're, totally they are, but I don't think they're I don't think they're I don't think there's any I mean there's look Cheech Marin's in both the crutch gun. Look, Cheech Marin's in both uh, she's uh, in both. Uh, what's her name? Samuel Hayek's in both, but they're not the same characters. They're totally different people. I don't think you. Yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely movies that are made. You know, <laughs> one feels like at the end of this thing, he gets Tarantino in there. They do their quick piss story and then shoot him in the face. Yeah. And then you feel like after the camera cut, they went. So you want to uh, you want to do the thing together? We can do a thing together. <laughs> you know, and then that's. I feel like that's how Dust Till Dawn probably more you know came out of all that so it's i don't right. think it's shocking that it feels sort of like these movies are the same but you know i don't know they're it's just the way rodriguez makes movies all his movies kind of feel like that until you get to spy kids and that bullshit mm-hmm. you know oh, which which is to say he is a a good example of someone who becomes a better filmmaker by making movies right like mm-hmm. he he doesn't really know what he's doing he's kind of just like flailing at first and then with each film Right. He seems like a guy who loves movies, can't wait there to make them, will scrape there together 50 bucks to make that first movie, which was El Mariachi. He became an indie star from that because he took yes. very little and made something kind of rad. And then now he's got a little money. Um, and, and yeah, builds from there. It does feel like this is a guy can, who just pure passion wants to make movies. And so he and I think them. you can say that about, uh, about a lot of folks. Kevin Smith is a similar kind of thing, right? Uh, right. Willie loved movies, funded that first thing, but used it as a learning experience to learn how to make movies basically. Right, yeah. And his, yeah. and his directing has gotten better and better and better over the years. I agree. Although there's some real bummers in here, like, uh, Gili? <laughs> what uh, do you mean for Robert Rodriguez? Rodriguez. Yeah. Like Rodriguez yeah. did. What like uh, I kind of like those Spy Kids movies, by the way. At oh, least the yeah, first I one. Hate yeah. them. Can't stand them. I don't but know the what it is. Yeah, fine. For Shark Boy and that sort of thing, I could probably live that's, without. That's all fine. I mean, it wasn't directed at us. I mean, so it's fine. But it, you sure, know, sure. Yeah. 
No, I bef- love the yeah. L Ray network. Uh, that was you, you ever seen the L Ray network? Kind of usually can find it on mm-hmm. like Roku or something like that. And it's it's kind of like Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino makes movies. Not only does he make movies, loves movies, he loves international movies. Anything that's kind of got like a uh, you know an indie vibe to it. So he's he's managed to bring in a lot of movies that we might not have been familiar with. And uh, in same thing here with Robert Rodriguez, he brings in movies from you know international levels and and exposes them. Uh, in the U.S. market, and the El Rey Network was a fun uh, place to do that. Still, still, still a thing, out. isn't it? Still, it's still a cable network. I'm not sure how active is it is being. I think it kind of fell into the, uh, you know, we need another channel to put on our uh, streaming service that's bundled in with TVs, and so it's. I think it's kind of there, but I think a lot of us just regurgitated. At one point in time, it was being really well developed and managed and you know you you would see in director interviews that were you know current but now it seems like it's just rehash of the same stuff I'm well not, i just don't think it's growing necessarily so i found i found the deal here it says the el rey network uh, spanish for the king is a media uh, network founded by robert rodriguez we knew about all that and that yes. was in 2013 when it started uh until the 31st of december 2020 it was a cable and satellite network operated and distributed. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about that. It was all dedicated right. to Grindhouse content. So it looks like now it is still. It still exists. But it's more like just it's, it's, they just keep, you know, they just keep running it. It's like, oh, we've got this amount of content. We made this many agreements and we have this content. We'll put it on your bundled TV streaming service, Roku, uh, Samsung, whatever you got. And you can. Watch yeah. it there. So now it's a yeah. You're right. It's a it's permanently on Roku as a as a channel. There is how they yeah, do it. Yeah. So. And I enjoy it. If you've never if you've never went through, uh, they got uh, they got uh, the the luchador type of uh, wrestling and things that that are fun. That was their own original programming for a while. Yeah. Um. And it's it's a lot of fun. But I've I've seen a lot of really cool movies. Now I'm a huge Robert Rodriguez fan. So hearing me say that I don't have I don't think Desperado has the shine for me that it used to. Mm. It's not a. It's not a dig. It's a just slight a, against him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just. It's just a. Twenty eight years has gone by, and yeah. we've seen so many things that are like really good the last twenty years. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. the last decade. Yeah. There's just been so. It's. It's so much easier now for people who have a really good idea to make a good movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Just basically um, Spanish, you know, John Wick in some ways, and yeah. John Wick. All that one of my notes it's, was one wick. One wick. One oh wick my gosh, hilarious. dude! Freaking holy crap! <laughs> That's amazing. Love it. I love that. Now I'll tell you, if Desperado is on TV, I'm leaving it on. I, the moment sure. to moment of Desperado is amazing. I just don't know if yeah. I want to sit and stare at it like I did. And it's a beautiful uh, film too. It's I mean, it's film. you know, it's it's uh, with beautiful people. With beautiful people, but it's people. like the fight scenes are almost shot like a ballet at times. Like the yes. uh, the stuff that happens in the bar, uh, the second big bar fight, I think is yes. is um, just so well done, well choreographed. And like I said, like I'm 12, 15 viewings into this thing over time since it came out, saw it in theaters and then a bunch of times later. And this is the first time where, speaking of that bar scene and others, where I went, I didn't appreciate Antonio Banderas for his 
physicality back then. Physicality. Yeah. He's really good. I mean, he's there. It's some of it's kind of dumb. Like he's literally flinging bullets at people in that bar. Yeah. When he, yeah, he does, he does the, I haven't, it doesn't always happen, but yeah, he slings the gun. Yeah. He's like throwing the bullets out of the gun. Yeah. Like he's almost chucking them out of there, which I remember at the time. And I remember thinking, oh, that's unique. But when he lands on the car uh, in one of the street fights, he lands in a position that is all skawampus, his legs like way over here. It's, but I look at it now and I just go, that's like, it's almost like ballet, this dude. Yeah. Like yeah. he's crazy yeah. good in this. And I, I don't know, I under, under I yeah. undersold that back in the day and was more into the flashy slow motion and the, you know, the yes. whatever. But I think I appreciate this movie more now as an Antonio Banderas movie than I did ever in those other viewings. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and this is maybe just how they were directed, but I feel like Antonio Banderas's energy makes Joaquin Delmeida a little bit yeah. like yeah. flat and sedate. Yeah. And Which is a weird like, thing to say about him, right? Because he's usually. Yes. Yeah. Because he's so charismatic. Yeah. Like this guy, this guy is just like the, if you don't have uh, Antonio Banderas in this movie, you have the most charismatic thing for Joaquin de Almeida, but he's not called upon to jump around. Right. Whereas yeah. apparently Antonio Banderas will just throw himself around. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> like even if it doesn't make sense, he like when he sits down in a chair, he throws right. himself down. It's a, yes, exactly. It's a, it's a whole production. Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. Oh, he was, yeah. that was almost Raul Julia, by the way, we, we were talking about street fighter before this, and this was a time where he was very ill um, so he had to bow out, but that was supposed to be Raul Julia in the role of oh, Bucho. Really? Yeah. Wow. That could have been that could have been great because his final role was Street Fighter the year before. Yeah. yeah. How better would it have been had Raul Julia ended on like a you know an, an evil drug cartel yeah. lord? Yeah. Then yeah. that would have, would have been great. He would have eaten that scenery up. But I like that other guy a lot, so I'm not complaining. But uh, man, yeah. I was so dumbfounded by the whole time I was I was having trouble focusing because I'm like, God, Antonio Banderas is so young here. Selma Hyde. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so freaking young. And even Danny Trejo, I'm like, I don't ever remember him having that full of hair. It was just <laughs> yeah. poof right. on top of his head. I was like, holy Moses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There, there's Steve Buscemi. Look like a little spr- yes. s- fresh spring child in this thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The only, in but fact, even cool. Cheech Marin looked young and he was already old in this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess, you know. What the hell? The time happens to all of us. And Selma Hayek, man, she was, she was still at a place where she looked, um, instead of being, she gets kind of more buff i guess later on she didn't like she worked out she like she just you know she just showed up and was just gorgeous just beautiful from day one yeah Yeah. this is the movie uh, where everybody went i I don't think it's unfair to say it's kind of her discovery movie right this is like the big one yeah that was because prior to this it was a lot of uh smaller uh mexican productions this was a a definitely a big breakthrough role for her yeah yeah and i think deservedly so she's very good in it yeah she's also (laughs) strong in it i like that she's not just a of maiden in distress, you know, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's I really love, great. I love that she's a sexy librarian. She just didn't have any glasses. <laughs> right. I was yeah, the only true. thing I was disappointed in. I was like, "Where's the glasses? Mm-hmm. We got to have the pinned up hair, and then you got to let it down." No, all right, we're not oh, gonna miss that. That would have been too much for me. Wouldn't would have been able to concentrate on the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did get the trope of where the money was hidden, so that was fun. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's that always good. a fun trope. I like that it's one. In the books. There's a speaking of the the money that was spent. So the scenes with Buscemi and Marin had to be shot quickly. So they were early and quick. They had to do them all in like six days 
because they only could afford Buscemi for seven full days and Cheech for six That's, total. It's great. It's expensive Buscemi or Buscemi. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's just Buscemi. Is it? Buscemi, it's probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said Buscemi. I, I always said Buscemi back in the day, so I'll probably I always. I did too. Like I, when I was looking up, because I wanted to, I was going to do a whole verse about Steve Buscemi, and then I looked at yeah. his Wikipedia page, and one of the first, like it's in his intro thing, it says, uh, uh, pronounced Buscemi. Oh, they didn't yeah. consult yeah. with me in my memory, and and now right, I know none of ours. Yeah, because yeah. I think the the author, the I'm sorry, the artist that you, you know, that we all know from Spider Man in the day was uh, uh, John Buscemi. Oh, right. oh, the classic right. Spider Man artist was Buscemi, spelled the same way. Right, and it was definitely right. pronounced Buscemi. Right. Yeah, that that, well, guy, that guy. Now I'm questioning that too. Yeah, now, now. maybe we're getting that wrong this whole time. Or Bus- <laughs> Bushima. I'm sorry, not Bushemi, but Bush- Bushima. Bushima. But it was still a Bushi, like she, not see. I'm looking that up now too. <laughs> this is making my head hurt. While y'all are doing that, I'm going to talk about Mike Morris. Oh, uh, uh, Bushima. Dang it! It's it's, it's Bushima as well. The whole time yeah, it was Bushima. Yeah. Gosh, dang Bushima. it, dude. John Bushima. All right, that's fine. Well, Go ahead. Oh my gosh, fine. John Sheena. God, I've been pronouncing his name wrong this whole oh, time, too. I thought it was Sheena this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Weird. Crazy. John Sheena. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and Sheena no. is actually the, the warrior Sina, princess yeah, Sheena. Exactly. So, geez, right. what are you going to do? Anyway, yeah, Dunaway. What I couldn't we, stop staring at was uh, Mike Moroff. He was like uh, the the one who just every, every eye backed up and, they, and, he, and he shot him. Uh, he was in the group of guys. Oh, the, you know the American about? dude. Um, yeah. Yeah, he oh, the, looks the, Ameri- the, uh, he looks more American than the rest, the right? The Mike cowboy. Lindell looking, uh, yeah, the Mike Lindell-looking, the My Pillow guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Dr. Is, Phil. His name, is, yeah. his name is Shrug, and that's all he does the whole time. He just keeps going, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> and every time he was on screen, he was just, I'm like, is he in a different movie? I can't stop looking at this guy. No, we love yeah. this dude. Robocop, Desperado, La Bamba yeah. from yeah. Dust Till Dawn. He's in all yeah. kinds of cool shit. Um Stop making movies in 08. I don't know what happened there, but uh, mm-hmm. he was in so many cool. He'd already peaked. Man Apart. Remember Man Apart? That was cool. Yes. Yeah. He's cool. I want to sack that. Love that movie. A Candyman movie. Candyman Day of the Dead. Anyway, we can we can sack it, Randy. We have the power. We can sack yeah, it. Yeah, we, we have we have the have technology. Well, as we long can as build the it. Streaming uh, streaming gets along exactly. With us. That's the thing. Like so many uh, movies like this, like Desperado. Yeah. Uh, they just they just linger in limbo. Yep. We, like yeah. I'm really happy this is on Netflix for us because like I I'm sure it's been on our list for yeah. ten years. Uh, this movie cost s- approximately seven million dollars to make, which is actually pretty low still. Way low. Uh, even then, and uh, ten thousand or sorry, one thousand times the amount of money Rodriguez spent to make El Mariachi in '92. So I didn't do the math, but that's a considerable jump. <laughs> And uh, yeah. what, you, what you paid, um, and one of the mariachi brothers in this thing with the over-the-shoulder thing and all that—the last one to die—was the right. actor who played the character in the first movie. That's that guy. Okay, I, I was wondering because uh, they—they don't ever speak; they just, uh, just fire up. their 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 funny weapons. But I uh, hated it. I hated it this time around. You, I think the, I loved uh, it the, back the in the guitar day. case with the the oh, rocket launcher it. in there. I, like, why did they have to have guitar cases? Why couldn't they have done anything different? And then loading <laughs> them like with an arm jerk. Jerk, jerk. Yes. Because right. all I could think of at that yeah. point in time, I was like, where are these guys from? Are they single? They don't seem single. They've been, they seem like they're <laughs> probably husbands somewhere working on this workshop and this shit out in their garage, just waiting for the day they can go out, <laughs> you know, and, so, and use this shit. All right. And, so this uh, is, this is the James Bond Q trope, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. 
And I, uh, there's an interesting thing where if you talk to different people who are watching movies, some of them love it and want it everywhere. And then some of them are like, no, it has to be in a specific thing like a James Bond movie. You can't just come along with, uh, you know, with crazy weapons and I, I, you know, I, it doesn't, this, like this movie didn't earn that. That's also a and thing I, of the past a little bit, right? The new James Bond movies, they're much more subtle gadgets. They don't, they don't yeah, suddenly yeah, whip out a guitar the, and have it shoot a missile out of it. pay attention, James. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I, I think Randy's Dunaway, right. It sounds like Dunaway doesn't think the movie really earned the no. humor involved in a guitar case rocket launcher <laughs> they did not they did not yeah i agree and with then, that and then and then it fell flat because you know we had this this bond that was happening between uh between banderas and the car the kid with the with the guitar yes, the kid yes. tar mm-hmm. as i call him kid tar yeah. and yeah. Kid-tar. the kid tar and so they they were having this bond moment and then like he gets hit randomly <laughs> off screen and then we wrap the whole thing up with Banderas kind of sitting by his bedside, and I'm like, I don't just it fell flat. I just went, it was just a little quick. Room. I remember it being a little bit more meaningful back in the day, but I think that sort yeah. of thing's been done better since. And yeah, it, it felt a little plastic. I will agree with you on the weapons thing. I don't know why those guys didn't just show up Bandera style and open their cases and pull out their weaponry. Just anything. Yeah. I would oh god, I would have loved to have seen, you know, they just got a briefcase full of weapons. Not I turned mine into a Tommy gun. Yeah. Right, I turned right. mine into a rocket launcher. No, and even and even you know, if you need to have it gadgety, have it so that when the thing springs open, the the weapon shoots up and they can just grab it in midair. Yeah, like, that'd be the, fine. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. works. They earn right. that. That's a thing they earn. Yes. Yeah, that's a thing but they earn. Yeah, this was the thing I talked about Scott earlier this week. I had said that um, I felt like that part didn't hold up, not because. Uh, not because the world changed, but because I changed because I got older and I think I, I want something different because 20 year old me or any 20 year old today might think that's cool as shit. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I, can totally s- I can totally see that. It's, yeah. it definitely fe- feels like it has um, not aged in some ways. Well, um, yeah. there are a couple of scenes and a couple of things that do happen where it, I think, ages really well. And Tarantino has this ability to come into a movie when even when he's just the actor and has nothing to do with the writing, he has the ability to come in and make it feel like a Tarantino movie, not because yeah. he's yeah. there, but because of what he's saying. He's doing this thing where he's telling this joke that seems like you would never tell this joke. Why are you telling this joke? Like it, It's a, such a Tarantino moment when he does that joke that it makes me wonder if he just kind of improv it, came in with the joke and said, hey, what if I told this joke? Yeah, I think I can yeah. actually see him saying, I'm going to tell a joke. I'm not going to tell you what the joke is. You just got to kind of play along yeah, with it. play along, Robert. You know. Yeah, hey, Robert, Robert, look at my feet. Look at my feet. I'm going to do this joke. Yeah, like totally. <laughs> we all, yeah, We all see, right, that Robert Rodriguez is trying to make a Quentin Tarantino movie. Kind right? of, Like yeah. that's a... Sure. That's an overt action going on. Well, here, right? I don't know about not- that for sure because I don't. I don't feel like the movie. The movie El Mariachi as well. Their their movies based. They're he's making seventies exploitation. He's action making films. Right, Yeah, he's making grindhouse movies. Yeah, and he was doing that before movies. he even met Tarantino. And Tarantino's right, only. You're two- approaching my point. Yeah, but Tarantino's well, I mean, only both, they're both influenced by the same. They're thing. parallel. So yeah, they're, they're, that's right, my yeah. point. And they're and he's Tarantino's what a year off of. Uh, Pulp Fiction, it was just less than a year ago when he shows up in this. Uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, same year as El Mariachi, 92. So he's just getting going. 
So I don't think this is Rodriguez going, I'm making a movie like you'd make. I think this is just those two were meant to find each other. They, they, they live I, in the same milieu, I think. I, I, I'm just talking about specifically Tarantino's appearance in this movie. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. is the kind of dialogue that Rodriguez saw in Pulp Fiction. You know, it's oh. like, or it's it, at the very least, it's an attempt at. I don't think Rodriguez is as good at at building that kind of dialogue into a movie as Tarantino is. No, is Tarantino's not. really good at. I mean, that's his whole whole thing. I right? think Robert Rodriguez is more fun though. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's I don't know. That's an interesting statement. Oof, I, think I, I think I. I think I kind of I agree. I always, I always give me the choice. I always want to watch a Tarantino. Let's put it this way: I always feel sick. After watching Tarantino film, for sure. like, like I'm yeah. like, oh god, I feel sick. I don't, I don't know if I <laughs> no, even yeah, like. Yeah, I don't even know if I <laughs> like humanity in, anymore. Yeah. But Robert Rodriguez makes me like people, and this fun, and I love it. No, that's. That I think sense? that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's I true. My, I guess my brain went to my favorites, and my favorite Tarantino movie for being pure distilled Tarantino is Death Proof, mm. yeah. and that to me could have been a Robert Rodriguez movie. I realized that he and Rodriguez made movies side by side, but like death proof, just it's fun. And it's yeah. the most fun that you're going to have with Tarantino. Whereas like if my brain had gone to, Oh, I don't know. Kill bill. Right. I, it, yeah. it's, a, yeah. it's not intended to be that fun. It's supposed to be really, really shocking. Gory. And yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be, it is what it is. Yeah. They both do really well at both their things. Yeah, I just, I just remember feeling a little disappointed that, once Rodriguez got his studio and he was got real money and backing and was making m- movies with big stars and everything, I just felt like, and you can see it in his IMDb scores, it just it starts to dip and goes down and down and down. And by the time you get to his most recent stuff, I mean it's like fours and three and a halfs. And well, he just wants to make pizza at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that Ibit got that. that. That awesome cauliflower yeah. crust pizza with the uh, all Robert Favreau. Rodriguez wants yeah. to do. Yeah, I, remember yeah. That. I respect that. I respect the hell out of him that he made some fun movies that he wanted to make, and that it feels like to me he doesn't feel like he's wrung out in Hollywood. It feels like he feels like oh, you know what? I'm just going to make the movies I want. Yeah, and he, he kind of just stayed. He it. sort of just stayed in Austin. He didn't really went anywhere. Yeah, you know? yeah. he's like I'm yeah. not going. I'm not living in Hollywood. I'm going to do what I want from guys. here and make my own thing. And there's a there's a there's there's a spirit to that that I really admire. I know. And then you go too far and you get Huey uh, Bull, right? He's, yeah, he's that's like, true. I make I make my own movies the way I want to. Screw you, Hollywood. Oh man, it's yeah. been too long since we've seen one of his pieces of shit. <laughs> we should do that, or not long enough for some. Not, not long enough. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how you define it, I guess. But uh, yeah, there's some other, there's some interesting other trivia here. For example, during the pr- production of the film, uh, Robert Rodriguez and actor Don- Danny Trejo discovered they are second cousins. While, oh wow! While on set, now I don't have anything to back this up. It's just in the trivia, but I liked it. Uh, I, I like that idea because Danny Trejo, he seems like. If he got that bit of information, he would just be so happy about it. I'd be so excited, God, be right? Great, right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. a great interaction. He'd show up on set and say, um, "Hey, I think we're related, man." And he'd be, oh, look at that! Now give me my he best the, of knives. Uh, he's he's the dude that's been in the most Robert Rodriguez films, and I yeah. I'm curious if this was the first one or if they like worked together for two movies, or three movies before they figured that out. That'd well, they've great. only got uh, this is their first together. Um, I don't know how they met or what their deal is, but our El Mariachi didn't have him in it, so he's this is it. This is the second film ever. So okay, so they only knew each other. It's a good pick moving forward. It is a good pick, yeah. But maybe that was why he said 
wait, we're cousins, second cousins. You'll be in everything I make. Yeah, maybe, maybe. From now on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to take care of family. Yeah. Did, but I think you alluded to this earlier. It just, it, it was uh, surprising how quickly he was offed because he easily could yeah. have been a make it to the end last mini boss before the big boss yeah, yeah. kind of fight. And I uh, thought he it was, was weird because he had an opportunity yeah. to kill uh, Banderas because Banderas got, uh, you know, he got hit. He was, he was down. Yeah. Yeah, All he, he had to do is like, excuse me. Around that the corner. Way, and sh- exactly. Yeah. yeah. I thought he but was he, longer. I've seen, like I say, movies, this is my 15th viewing or something. I s- could have sworn to you that he was a bigger factor all the right. way up till the end. And then this viewing, I was like, what happened? Did I see a different cut where uh, Danny Trejo lived longer? What the hell is this? Yeah. I was kind of annoyed. I kind of wish, I kind of wish they would have went uh, along because I'm, I'm not sure if this was written in the, in the, in the script, the character writing, or I'm, I'm assuming Rodriguez uh, probably pushed most of it. But I would have liked to have seen him do something heroic, Danny Trejo. He's kind of like just doing uh, his Our, job, whoa, kind whoa. of like. Hold on. Him? He has the, he has a, like three of the best kills in the movie where he's he does. dancing around that car. Yeah. It's like a limo. Yeah. Oh and my. he's like he's like hitting people firing, with knives. Yeah, yeah. knives into that. I want yes. him to like very save heroic. the guitar kid or something because even Bucho, the Bucho character, even though he's pure evil, it seems he also seems like he's taking care of his people. You know, he's like, uh, well, I'm except a, when I'm he opens ball. fire on them. Yeah, except when he shoots them for, for no purpose. Exactly. I, I don't know that guy. Damn. <laughs> he, he's thinking of the greater good for his people. It's like, yeah, you know, I gotta, okay, I got to be the bad boss, I guess. I got to yeah. be the bad boss for a minute. I guess so. To, to make a point. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I don't know if I, I, I think he was just like pure. He's just he a psychopath. Just he's he's psycho. a psychopath. Yeah. He just wanted to kill people. I was seeing things there. But when he was shooting into the crowd of his people, his his men. Yeah. And just firing randomly at them and they're all falling over hay bales or whatever they were doing. Yeah. That's the moment I went, all right, well, you these kinds of bad guys, they crack me up. They're skeletor level bad guys. Laugh. Yes. Yes. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you're if you're willing just to shoot all your resources like that, well then what are what what is the point of this this what are you doing? Like yeah. you're not going to, this won't last first of all, cause you're going to have rebellion. Eventually somebody's going to take you out because you're just too, you're too, you know, on the edge, you're going to shoot people for no reason. So why wouldn't somebody in your organization either get you assassinated or otherwise, you know, mass exodus or something. And I kind of yeah. hate that normally, but in a movie like this, where it is popcorn fair, it is supposed to be violent for no reason. It's a sl- splatter house Saturday afternoon matinee kind of j- vibe. I'm 100% fine with it. Make all these people cartoons. I don't care. It's yeah, fine it's with fine. me. Especially Trejo. Bring him out. Have him throw <laughs> knives out of his vest through the sunroof of your limo. Amazing. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, no. He brought uh, he brought knives to a gunfight. Then I'm like, oh, he brought a lot he of knives. All the knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and I, can't, I had to come up with an explanation as to why he didn't just get shot in the face. Mm-hmm. And that right. is that everybody is boggling at the knife girdle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. The knife girdle. Knives. Yeah. I mean, it's really something to have this brief moment on screen and then have this this um, archetype just stay in your head. Like, to me, it's yeah. the star of the yeah. movie in a weird way. But it's barely in there. And I kind of annoyed still that it was barely in there. Could have used more. More Trejo is the yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In more life, Trejo. in death, all the time. <laughs> 
and at Taco and Donut Shops in L.A. That's right. This movie almost featured John Leguizamo as El Mariachi, but uh, Antonio Banderas uh, decided he turned down the role. They gave it to Leguizamo, and then Banderas changed his mind. That's who they wanted what? in the first place. Is that wow. fact? I, you, ask, you ask IMDb if it's fact. They always tell us these things. You know, we could play a little scrutiny. We got a little scrutiny here. Yeah. Why not? Scrutiny. I mean, who knows? But I think it'd have been okay. Leguizamo's grown on me. Oh, a, it, he oh yeah, been, but he does, he been, have the, does he have the action chops to carry a movie like this he, he's good at this the action sidekick but is he would he be good as the action lead it's a very very that, good question yeah yeah so and you know i think that i don't there's so many moments where i was like wow only antonio banderas could have walked across that bar top and uh avoided that disco ball to <laughs> whack somebody in the back of the head i could only see him yeah. doing that uh, I just right, I don't know. Right. It's just such a physicality. It's a great thing. intro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Leguizamo. I like as a he's he's come out. I love him. Come out. That's the wrong term. He's ended up being a really great uh, yeah. villain type lately. Yeah. In a lot of stuff, that Santa Claus thing from a couple years ago. The oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I liked his John Wick character. He wasn't a bad guy, but he was. The I feel mechanic. like he's a great host of the Daily Show. Yeah, no. No, he's great. Oh, I never saw I any of his. Uh, yeah, I need to see his, some of his deal. I feel he's like he really, doesn't age. Just, Feels like he's, he's got the right energy and tone for the Daily Show for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I like him a lot, so I wouldn't. Today, I'd be stoked about this casting. Back then, I would have gone. Really, the guy from? <laughs> yeah. uh, what do we know him from then? I guess. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, the the uh, Tu Wong Fu. Uh, oh right. Oh. Uh, what else? Uh, the Spawn else? movie, I guess he was the, the oh Spawn Red Clown, yeah, clown right. character. I guess he wouldn't. He just probably wouldn't have been on our on our radar for that kind of thing, right? Yeah, little roles, right? So like he was in Super mm-hmm. Mario Bros. He was in Carlito's Way. Uh, I this hope is, he got out of Carlito's Way before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out of Carlito's Way. Uh, Rodriguez says in DVD commentary on this thing, which I've heard, but don't remember any of this back in the day. I used to listen to those all the time. But anyway, that the day they shot Salma Hayek's love scene with Antonio Banderas, the entire crew showed up to see it. <laughs> you damn sure. skippy. Yeah. But well, it well, says, what's happening now? What's way, happening? I'll but the there. way this is worded is weird. It says the entire crew showed up to see it, period. He continued saying that apart from the actors, only he and the script supervisor were in the room. Well, did that they all see yeah, it or not? They may have showed up, but they said, no, no. They cleared the set. Wait yeah. outside, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. We'll tell That'll you all about it when, when we're do. done. Yeah. It also claims was, they were I at actually, that for eight hours, eight hours to film that scene. I, I tried not to Ooh. stare directly at that because I did not want to discover that there was any body doubles. I was like, that would ruin my oh, life. Well. So I just, I just didn't look. Well, good news. Well, nope. Good there news. were. Oh, there were? Dang it. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that. Doubles. Okay. Is yeah. it, has See? that been confirmed? Because I did when I was again writing the lyrics. I thought I better check this and make sure. And <laughs> there's a point at which, uh, like an interview where Salma says, "I was very uncomfortable with the love scene in Desperado," yeah. but she doesn't come be. out and say that I had somebody else come in and do it. It, but there's a lot of speculation you know, there's about it nothing, because you never see face and, and right. mm-hmm. uh, nudity. That's actually a good thing to separate that face from the body and person. I think that's a good thing. I'm, I'm yeah. fine with body yeah. doubles. It doesn't bother me. Oh, yeah, but so. my my younger self who saw that scene, just like in Flashdance, every time I watch Flashdance, that other body there, mm-mm. 
No. Oh, uh, was that not really her? Jessica Biel no. or whatever her name is? Not Jessica Biel. Uh, yeah. Or, or not Jessica Biel. Jessica. Yeah, Jessica <laughs> Beals. Yes. Oh, Beals. <laughs> Wait, who's Beals. the one that? Who's one what? that's married to to the Insync dude? I have this it's all Jessica, mixed. Jennifer, it's, it's Jennifer way, it's Beals. Jennifer, it's Jennifer Beals. Jennifer Beals. That's yeah, right. Jessica, no wonder it didn't sound right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jessica. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Beal with no S is married to Justin yes, Timberlake, and right. then the other. Okay. Right. But I was I was <laughs> devastated because Flashdance that that Flashdance scene from my uh, young childhood, and then finding out later on that that was a that that devastated me. I yeah, I found what? that out just now. Yeah, just now. Now you're devastated. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, Brian You're clearly welcome. devastated by this news. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know how he's going to make it. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, it may not have been her body, but somebody's body. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> it was somebody's body. I was enjoying, right? Some somebody's <laughs> very naked body. Uh, That's right. And Banderas, of course, playing himself in that scenario. I can't stop yeah. thinking about uh, running uh, spurs over somebody. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I did catch that out of the corner of my eye. Because like, oh. you, you know, you have to think about the setup for this, right? They're like, you know, they're in the middle of messing around. Like, hold on, let me go get to my boot really quick. And he hops off the bed naked, walks over, gets his boot. Which one's got crap on the bottom of it? This one doesn't. Okay, then walks back over the bed and then runs the spur. Like, it, there's no spontaneous spur. Well, no spur of the moment, but there's no spontaneous like, like, oh, you know, it'd be really sexy right now if I run this spur across yeah. your back. Ow, ow, hurts, 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 hurts. There's like two minutes of stuff that has to lead up to that. Yeah, that seemed uncomfortable. Comfortable. I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't like it, I think, is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> I don't want to knock things I haven't tried, right? You know, if you haven't yeah. tried having a spur run across your back and I don't know. I, I can really... knock some things I haven't tried. I can mm. knock them out right right now. Nope. <laughs> no thanks. Okay. But it's not like it's not like they were just jamming it as hard as they could into their skin. It was just oh, no, basically yeah, it, like it, right across it it's like yeah you could do that have, you could do that same more thing with your fingers basically it makes do me do have do more do respect do for uh do for do animal do crackers and a belly button that's what i'll say there right exactly yeah right see in that scene right like ben affleck or his character says oh hold on let me get this box of animal crackers open oh yeah. uh let's get this what open if, okay what if some more broken yeah. poke 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 mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. right oh this one doesn't have a head can't use this one yeah, I don't like any of that. Which shitty Australian accent should I use to describe this scene? Uh, <laughs> the only answer is that one. That's the only yeah. one you should use. That's the only one. Uh, I wrote down here, um, oh, I wrote my favorite Trejo role. I think it still might be. I like him in lots of things, but I liked him in The Replacement Killers, which I think we saw, or if we didn't, we should. Did we? Not, not, uh, not as the head on a turtle in Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. If we're going TV... <laughs> Probably. Now, you know that wasn't his actual head, right? No, I know. <laughs> but head I, double? I do love that, though. <laughs> a turtle double, I think it was. Yeah. Turtle double. Yeah, it was his real head, just another, it's just a fake turtle. <laughs> it was just a, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the real, the real turtle. But I, I think it's, I think it still is. And it's, just, it's partly because it's so brief and it just leaves me to world build about that guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I have to just make up all the backstory because they really don't do anything with him. They just come no. flip, flip, no. flip, kill Buscemi, kill a couple of guys in a car, finally get shot gotta- very conveniently, by the way, in your only in your vest sides of your chest. Because that's yeah. where the squibs are. So they're yeah. shooting him. Right. And he's got this yes. chest full chest. It's all going to be vest <laughs> Yeah, it was all right. just vest shots, which really jumped out at me this time. But whatever. Oh. And there was a lot of characters like that, though. It's like uh, interesting characters with no backstory you have to write yourself. Like Christo 
It's like if he can't be Cristo, we don't want him. And it's like, oh, okay, what's Cristo's deal? Is he is he the is he the worst mm. or is he the best? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you want him to beat your best to be to be able to join the crew? That seems like that's you're never going to grow your crew I, that way. And that's I, kind of your other wasted potential squandered potential was all right you established this kid who beats Cristo with his bad leg and knocks the guy out and then comes back with a splint on his leg and is willing to fight and then he gets shot and falls off a roof he gets gets volunteered for everything he's like you you see this progression it's like oh he's progressing nicely oh he's gonna be the star of the show nope he just yeah no right right again you think he's gonna be like one of your last guys but uh no he's just like oh he's on the roof bam now he's on the ground (laughs) yep end of that it is a a movie that's constantly asking from one scene to the next what would be the most badass and cool thing here and it doesn't really care about continuity like there are definitely pieces of continuity right like you have to have you have to have it make sense why why does el mariachi not shoot the guy when he finally sees his enemy oh it's his brother like there's there are continuity steps obviously but like that scene where there's a couple of guys cage fighting out in the dirt like a (laughs) like a you know like it's just cool it's cool for cool sake it it is cool and it actually invests us into the character but not necessarily emotionally just that we recognize so when he gets shot later on he's not just shooting random guys the, right so it, it has whole, a small impact the mm-hmm. whole point of that scene is to invest us into the bucho character everything else is just supposed to be cool in that scene right it's the bucho mm-hmm. character that we're finding out oh he's bloodthirsty he's a psychopath he'll just he'll just throw away his why not both right <laughs> etc let's develop two characters yeah why not why not? i, I, why I not mean both? sure but you're you're asking a lot of this movie <laughs> this yeah. movie this movie is a series of gunfights you know yeah and great ones well, they're fun they're really well they choreographed and i felt super invested in just like was, the action of it i like yeah. that stuff i was a little sad that there wasn't uh any real scorpions in this i was a little i mean we had the, we had a scorpion oh, crossing yeah. sign we had a scorpion uh on the back Where, of the didn't the you get enough scorpions in that and, charlie sheen thing when they're dropping uh, from the fan into that no, woman's I, bed well, that's that why I was not expecting. enough for you. I'm like, what's the theme here? I don't know. I think I feel what's like Ibit. I'm with Ibit. I <laughs> yeah, don't, I plenty don't of scorpions for that. <laughs> By yeah. the way, um, we really quickly talking about your favorite Danny Trejo film, and I yeah. was like, oh, you know, I'll just glance at his filmography and see if I can figure it out. No, no chance. Like you cannot. You you need to devote a weekend to looking at the list of Danny Trejo's filmography. Uh, in 2013 alone, he was in 20 movies. Oh, what? 20 movies oh my in 2013 gosh. alone. Has an ex-con ever had a better Hollywood career than this No, guy? talk. Yeah, exactly. Get out and, and make good. Yeah. Yeah. Because good Lord. All right. We've now, we've now seen Danny Trejo in 12 movies on FilmSack. 12. Hmm. 12. Wow. He'll yeah. apparently just do whatever he gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. at his 2023 I, I list. Expect. His 2020. You said 2013. Look at 2023. Yeah. Oh, see, on... on uh, there's only six things on Wikipedia. There are a ton in, in uh, tons IMDb. of them. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I can't even mention them all. In fact, if I hit see all, there are additional ones I didn't see. Oh my and gosh! By wow. the way, Tre- uh, Trejo on Threads is great. He's one of the few people. I he's call. pretty great. On oh there, yeah. really? He's, oh, yeah, I got to yeah. check that out. He's good. he's yeah. very good. I want to eat a Trejo taco. I've never been there. It's a good Randy. Yeah. You probably eaten there. You probably had that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a taco. Yeah. <laughs> there's just not a lot. That, that's a, that, wait now. Wait, there's a there's a wide. 
I there's a yeah. What, what sorry, do you I'm going to go through the rest of this episode thinking that that in his spare time, Trejo's going to listen to this episode. I'll bet it was the best damn taco <laughs> yeah, you ever yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like when you say just a taco, I think of Taco Bell. Now, <laughs> oh no, but there's taco. a lot of shades beyond that. Mm. Yes, mm. no, I I don't even. I Better or worse I than Torchies. Torchies is a great. I think Torchies is the bar for me. Torchies tacos it's, never had it's one a either. Good bar. Yeah. Never had yeah, one of so, those. Okay, so like, I'm just saying, it, there's like generally two tiers in Southern California. There's like this massive tier of tacos that no one in their right mind considers good. Yeah, and then there's this upper tier where you have people who are actually trying, and it's hmm. it's fine. Where it's, people it's are actually trying. I love that. It's a little bit of just sl- <laughs> small shade in their direction. A little shade. Well, I'm, I, little, I can understand what uh, Randy's saying. I've gotten Taco Bell tacos. I, I can yeah. see they're not trying. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. But yeah, but the, the meat, chain the like meat's that. not even in the shell. It's over here on the side. Sure. Is that even a taco? Yeah. I mean, there's a place in downtown Salt Lake called Taco Taco run by a big uh, Mexican immigrant family that is the best taco I've ever had. But I don't know mm. if I don't know what to compare it to. I'm not really, you know, not a connoisseur. I'm going to round it, but I know that one's good. I could eat that right now. (laughs) I would eat that now. Uh, Do we like the the Los Lobos music in the film? I liked it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, If anything, if I only had one complaint, it's this. I'll play it in the intro again. You can just kind of hear it. Cutthroat scumbags were coming out of the woodwork and dying much deserved. So the mix is really low on the music through the whole movie and including action scenes where the music is supposed to be a little bit more prominent. And he's like reloading under the bar and there's chaos going on, and the music's just kind of going do 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 do, almost like it's background, and it kind of annoyed me a little bit. And I don't know if it's the transfer on this particular Netflix version of the thing, or if it's always been that way, or if that's on purpose. I don't know, but I kind of felt like it was understated. And yeah, and I don't even. I think that's just your regular Dick Dale surf music. I don't think that's Los Lobos in the in the bar music. Oh, I, oh, for sure. Not. Scumbags yeah. were coming out of the woodwork and dying much deserved deaths. I don't think, yeah, I think that's, that's not that's not Los Lobos at all. Yeah, well, I, don't I know think who that's that is, just but... whatever they carry around because I've heard that a million times. Because you hear uh, that in the, the movies. Yeah, the Tarantino joke scene. Tarantino. I think has the the yeah. same um, music actually, and probably one of Tarantino's diner scenes has that same song. Yeah, but uh, I bet it's everywhere. Yeah, which makes me wonder. All right, where was the Los Lobos music uh, most prominent? I guess it was featured. when he was on the road. Yeah. He was hitchhiking, uh, I think, maybe had a sequence and, of mm-hmm. music, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's fine. I just could have used more of it. I thought yeah. when they did use it, it was great. It was a perfect fit. And uh, I don't know. Overall, the music just kind of sounded quiet. Yeah. And I wanted yeah, there's like... A, there's a bunch of music in this movie that's not Los Lobos. And it's all like, it's all used very strategically, right? Like. Mm. There's there's a Carlos Santana song. There's a couple of Latin Playboy songs. There's a a, a Dire Straits song. I think I heard in there. Mm. Oh, really? Mm, okay. I missed that. And and it's like it's just like it's used, you know, very sparing. Like it's, it's supposed to be down in the mix because it's you're you know you walk into a cantina. There's a, a jukebox playing. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true, and that's fine. If that's the effect they were aiming for, like the jukebox is playing it, and that's why I'm hearing it quiet. That's fine. I just, yeah, you know, but I just can't see somebody in that low life bar, uh, 
<laughs> like, uh, hey, give me a quarter. I want to put Sultans of Swing on the jukebox real quick. <laughs> Dude, Mark Knopfler, like, his guitar sound is perfect for this kind of thing. Yeah. I always wish. It is, yeah. I, I wish yeah. Knopfler would have done more. Um, not that I don't like his voice, but I wish I wish there was. Is there? And maybe Ibit knows of this. Maybe there is more of this, and I just don't know it. But I would love, like, more uh, instrumental he did, yeah. He did a lot of soundtrack stuff. Um, oh, he did. See, I love that. I should yeah, seek that out. Uh, besides Princess I can, Bride, uh, I can probably the, name a Mark Knopfler soundtrack if I really think about it. I mean, Princess Bride is probably the biggest one, right? Oh, see, I didn't know that. I've seen that movie a million uh, times. I had no idea he was involved in that. Yeah, I like the soundtrack see. in it though. It's very good. Uh, yeah, he's done eight, nine, uh, Wag the Dog, Metroland, Last Exit to Brooklyn, Comfort and Joy, Cal, Local Hero, huh. um, Altamira being the most recent one, but also another nine, um, solo albums. So yeah, you'll, you can find a lot of, uh, wow, he's done more solo albums than he, than they had with, uh, Dire Straits. I didn't realize Dire Straits only released seven albums. Wow. Wow. That's shorter six, than I thought. Six. Six. Yeah. What was their when was their last? Ninety one. Okay, so not that far off from the one uh, on every knows. street. Which yeah. hit from that one was I think "Heavy Heavy Fuel" was the song from that one. But "Brothers in Arms" was the second to last. Right. So they really like that's where they peaked. Blew their wad on that one. Yeah. And started petering out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so the two Los Lobos songs here are "Canción de Mariachi," which is like a, a radio hit after this movie, you know, like mm. you hear it on the radio. Mm. And then I think at the very end of uh, like over the credits, they have a Los Lobos song called let love rain. And I like, I remembered this movie being jam packed with Los Lobos. And so like, it must just be that this first big song where he, by the way, he smacks somebody in the face with the head of his guitar. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that whole thing with Antonio Banderas walking on the bar yeah. with his guitar and mm-hmm. playing and singing. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, love it, that, just, that. it must be that that song just like really sticks out. As, as I being think so just, too, because in my head it's 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 like wall to wall Los Los Lobos, and it's it's clearly not. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're made for that stuff, man. That's what they do. I also yeah. thought I heard a little bit of that. Uh, oh, what's the Cuban band that everyone loves? They were they kind of peaked in the '90s, and they're all really old. But they had this amazing album. What was the name of that? <laughs> anyway, I thought I heard them in this. I thought I heard a track, something nightclub or something. One of us to social club. Social club. Social club. Yeah. I love their sound so much. Oh my gosh. And I'm not even like I don't know. It's weird, even as a young person, <laughs> where, yeah, I, where I wouldn't have cared for this. Those guys too. I love their stuff. It's so good. I don't know if they were in this or not, but I had a. They, they were not, okay. and, and you know, like at, at the very least, Rodriguez is trying to make this movie sound Mexican, mm-hmm. and it does. I think like it's a it's a stretch, right? When you see the these uh, when you see Antonio Banderas playing and singing, you know, you have to like kind of wince a little bit like close your eyes and and let let it happen <laughs> trivia you know, like trivia <laughs> claims he's playing the, the guitar and all that says he's doing it i don't know if that's true mm-hmm. but scrutiny okay <laughs> that's what it says it says he's he that all those guitar bits were his fingers strumming the things <laughs> oh, his you, fingers <laughs> you can see his fingers working and then fingers. and then it's really weird when they're like hey remember how they destroyed your hand and you can't play the guitar now and like hold on 
What? Well, he was in just, a, that was a dream sequence, though, that whole time. But according according to the trivia, he is actually singing you. and playing the guitar. He's he's okay. Supposedly, right. I'm not I'm not saying this has been verified, but he may have more talent than we give him credit for. I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uses to pick up ladies. I believe it. Yeah, sure. They believe they believe it. I believe it. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's um. There is a vibe around this that just feels like myth, mythological Mexico, right? Yeah. Which I think Rodriguez is really good about doing in Dust Till Dawn and other things. But it, there's a feeling of like this is hyper-realized culturally, um, you know, culture. This isn't – right. I, right. I, I don't just mean like the out-of-this-world action and stuff. I just mean kind of the mythic nature of that bar, pretty, of that it, place. yeah. yeah. The, the whole town and stuff is a character. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. I like that a lot, too. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And that's where I was really hoping uh, the Mexico follow-up one the, mm. was going to do that. And it just... Uh, maybe I need to revisit it, but I remember just hating it. Mm-hmm. And I think they put they brought Trejo back for something. Different character, How? I think. Oh, just really? Yeah, character. I think it was a different What's character. His, his brother. I would love that. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> He's Blade's See, brother. I love the he idea of that. Forks. Oh, yeah. But I hate that. the fact that they're, they're brothers in this movie that, that Banderas, oh, that's, oh. You like that, Randy? You like the fact that they ended up being brothers? There's nothing wrong with the brothers. No, I... I like I like that con- conceptually, and I thought it, they they held it together. It it's like right. this yeah. movie this movie doesn't deserve to have people talking in the final scene, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, right. and somehow there there they are, and these two actors are pretty good at this. And then when it ends with um, with uh, you know, Banderas, he's got guns up his sleeves and he, yeah. and they come out and you don't actually see how badass he is. You just hear the gunshots and you realize, wow, he just killed everybody and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and saved Salma Hayek and so on. Like, wow, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like the joke at the end where he's like, we're leaving, we're leaving this world behind. Uh, mm-hmm. Never going to have to worry about being a, you know, uh, and El Mariachi again. My guitar is getting hucked. I'm hucking it, full right. of guns. And then but they he pull out screen into the like grass area. Yeah, that was pretty dra- weird. Back in the middle of the road. I'm but like, then okay. they, but then they come back and they're like, oh no, we might need this yep. just in case. Yeah, might need it. Better pick it back up. It's yeah. a cheap joke, but it worked for me. That's fine with it. Yeah. Really? I spent a lot of money on this case. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> it's sometimes you think the guns are the expensive part. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's the hinge, the hinge the that hinge. opens the flap. It's very expensive. This this movie. Can I have a triple alert? <laughs> sure. Hold on. Uh, where is it? This movie is chock full of Captain Obvious dialogue, mm. and I'm here for it. You know, there's like dialogue, like "What's that? My guitar case. What's in it? Yeah, my yeah. guitar. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it's like, do, yeah. you know, like you you always hear uh, movie makers should show, not tell. Well, sometimes it's really funny to tell. Like yeah, to tell yeah. me exactly what I'm seeing mm-hmm. can be yeah. kind of, you know, um, when Buscemi is telling his story at the beginning and I'm just going to say his last name, like I always have, Sure, uh, uh, you know, he's like, it was as though the lights dimmed just for him. Like you didn't have to say that no. you could have just shown me right. the lights right. dimming and I would have gotten it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's really funny that the movie's telling me what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that about it. I think it's fun. There's just a, 
this movie doesn't take too much too seriously. And if you look at it that way, and also, you know, the early 90s was a little, we were bereft of this sort of Hong Kong action stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot. And so when this stuff came around, I remember going, oh, action films are about to change forever. And they kind of did, you know? And it wasn't just him. It mm-hmm. was things like, yeah. you know, John Woo films. And Tarantino and him have both been very vocal about how John Woo inspired a lot of their early filmmaking, and especially the action stuff and how it worked. Like we were just, we were getting a new kind of way of looking at action that wasn't just guy in a truck with a shotgun or whatever we were used to. And we got to see something new. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Guy in a truck with a shotgun. Guy in a truck with a shotgun, like, you know. Like we hadn't already had, you know, Die Hard. And <laughs> like this is this movie, this movie is not cutting any new ground, Scott. I it disagree. Is, I disagree. It is I think standing that on the shoulders of what came before. I guarantee you, if you put take every action scene from Die Hard, match it up with every action scene from this. I'm not saying Die Hard's not a better movie, it is, but the kind of action, totally different kind of action. And I would say that's true of things like, you know, we watched what was it? Hard target. All right. In a lot of ways, doesn't hold up. John Woo's first American film uh, with Van Damme. There are still things in there. The way that they're filmed, action scenes, the way that they're filmed, that just did not exist until that, until the, the until he came over here and started doing that stuff. And then other directors got comfortable doing it. I think there's a distinct difference between action before around 1990 through 95 and action after. No, oh, well, I agree. You're going to make a huge long range like that, sure. But like, I'm, I'm just well, saying, five years. Just, it's not that long. I'm just long. saying the the people making this movie saw Tombstone. It's not like they were they were just like we're going to be totally inventive here. Yeah, you but know? Tombstone's like, not. There. That's my point, though. If you go take Tomb, Tombstone and again strip out all the action, compare it to something like this, it's not the same action. It's very old school. Like as westerns go, and I love that movie, love Tombstone. It's pretty safe on the action front. They, you know, there's some great intense scenes, but they're not doing anything like new or shocking or, or whatever. And so, I don't know. In the same way that, I don't know. I don't want to call them pulpy movies, but you know, pre-Tarantino, post-Tarantino, things changed. You know, pre-Star Wars, post-Star Wars, science fiction changed. Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, there was a moment there, and I'm not putting it all at the feet of Rodriguez, but there was a moment there where action films changed, and they changed because of these stylistic fresh-faced directors that were just like, well, what if it went like this? What if it was, mm. you know, we, we try this angle? And and I don't know. It just feels like it it became it became different after these things. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm i going to agree with you here because, um, and maybe from a different angle, uh, we, it, art is language. And every time a, a great artist or someone who impacts us greatly as an artist comes along, they define our language and how we like uh, view movies. And so I, yeah, I think the language changed a little bit. It mm-hmm. was influenced. And yeah. so, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. The language of it. Cause it is a language, right? Like mm-hmm. how you, how you speak this stuff. And certainly in Tarantino's case, it's like literally language, like the way he yeah. writes and talks and, mm-hmm. and, and improv. And you have and, to train your, you have to train your audiences how to speak that language. And once they do, then it opens it up. For something, yeah, things. and then there's a I bunch just, of bad copycats too, right? Like there's a bunch of movies yeah. that are trying to be yeah. Tarantino esque that just fail because mm-hmm. they're bad or whatever. 
I don't know. Right. They think it's just the the presence of guns and and banter, pop culture references and banter that make a Tarantino movie. And it's yeah. not just that. Yeah, they miss no, the point. It's, it's people getting shot in the face. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get shot in the face. Welcome to Can the I, theater. I, just, I want to be really, really clear. I am not arguing that this movie <laughs> is a copycat. Right. I am right. I am arguing that your your statement, Scott, about it being some, something new and fresh would be better laid on John Woo with like the killer and hard boiled, like that that they those seem to me like uh, the a, a turning point or an elevation of this form. Yeah. Whereas this so, feels like Robert Rodriguez watched John Woo movies and then tried to add a little bit I, to it. Oh, hundred percent. I think, I think, I think we agree. I think the difference here. I think the difference. I think you kind of both agree, but I think the difference is what, who was it influencing the content creators or uh, the, the audiences? Audience. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 No, I agree with that. I think, I think that they, and, and like I said, they've said as much him and Tarantino have talked a ton about John Woo's influence. And it's not just them, obviously. That stuff was a big deal. And it's really a bummer, right? Because he's got a movie out now, or or did, right around Christmas. Uh, first first John Woo movie in like 20 years in America or something. And we all went John Who. And we all kind of just went <laughs> meh. And it bums me out because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's fine. It may not be glory days of John Woo, but I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. If anyone's seen that, you should write it and tell us and tell us it's- if that was good. It's like every time Toto comes out with a new album, right? You're like, does Toto oh, come out with a new album? I was about to say, when did that happen? Like, there's been like 14 albums that you've never heard or listened to, right? Because it's just, or Def Leppard comes out with a new album. And you're just like, mm. oh, you were you were great once. I don't need, I, I either need you to build a time machine for me to really love your stuff or for you to just play the hits. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Shut up and play the hits old man. Yeah. I love Randy's take, (laughs) but that's how we, that's how we're going to treat someone like John Woo making a new movie. Yeah, that's true. You cannot take me back in time 25 years and let me see your new movie the way I would. I totally agree with that. There is a thing. I don't know if, if Tarantino disappeared for 20 years and then suddenly resurfaced with a new movie. I mean, maybe I'm under underselling him, but if he did, there's a good chance we'd go, Oh well, everyone well, does this now. Like, I, I think it has to come down to if, if the if the artists themselves have matured, because some artists do mature and some artists just keep doing what they're good at. Yeah. And uh, so, did John Woo evolve? Because like, like you could say, like uh, the Smashing Pumpkins stuff that came out in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. The old stuff is fantastic, and the new stuff does have reflections of the old stuff, but you also can tell that it's matured and it's yeah. changed. Yeah. And in some modern. cases though, you don't like that, right? Like I didn't like the last two green day albums uh, and I fi- right. pretty much wrote them off. And then this new one is so freaking good so far. But the reason I like it is because it sounds like they just went, you know what, let's make like we made in 2000. Back to, yeah. 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 And that's, that's valid too. It's valid to revisit those. It's a bummer though, right? Because great. part of me yeah. thinks, did they just acqui- acquiesce to us? pressuring them to just do what we want is like, this the album they wanted to make or the album they wanted they made because we wanted them to? I, yeah, yeah i've seen a lot of artists go through this they age and they want to progress as artists but then they find out there's no audience there or at least not the size of audience that they once had during the glory days and they have to kind of kind of go and follow their fans and at first it seems very disappointing but in the end they find gratitude 
that their fans were there at all and that they had a place to express that creativity. I've seen a lot of artists go through this and that's, yeah. that, that's just, that's just being an artist. Well, and yeah, it's also, what it is. Sure. There's also a, a, a thing for artists where they too grow old, like all the rest of us. And we yeah. only allow a select few to make movies or music that's based on growing older. Right. So like right. we're, mm-hmm. we're fine with the expendables, right? Like mm-hmm. that yeah. for some reason we're like, that's, that's really cool. That speaks to me. I'm older now too. But then a lot of the attempts to do that were just like, no, 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 no. You you have to make movies with young people that talk about young themes, about finding love and going to war and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it just it's just the way we are. We just like we're we're uh, difficult as an audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. Is it as fair as me wanting to play clips? That's the question. I want to. I want to hear I, clips because it's yeah. unfair that you haven't started playing them already. I know, right? Yeah, it feels unfair yeah. somehow that we haven't started them. Well, I'll start them now, and I'll have to admit this is the s- shortest amount of clips we've ever had on the show. Literally, this is the record, and I think it's because, uh, I'm not actually sure. There aren't a lot of moments of like it, stuff. Oh, I got to play this clip. You know, like yeah, yeah. There is dialogue heavy in spots, and then the rest of us, you know, barren. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the dialogue-heavy parts are big contextual things like a giant joke from Tarantino. It's not a one-off quip yeah. or something. Right. So right. I'll give you what I got, all right? That's what you're going to get. Here's number one <laughs> about uh, whatever piss-warm Chango is. All I got is piss-warm Chango. That's my brand. Chango is a brand, Chango. is it? I don't know. I've never heard of uh, Chango uh, beer. It, yeah, it's, it's, a a, funny, it's a funny name for beer. Oh, they got a they, they yeah. got a look they got a logo on that tap and everything. I tried to look it up. I was like, "What is that?" Like, oh, they had a, lo- a Chongo logo. Oh yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, a Chogo Cho logo. Uh, here's one about uh, why did the beer tap have to sound like this every time he? Hit? Oh God! Here's the yeah. noise. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I love it. That That's what Chongo sounds like. That's how you know the Chongo's <laughs> yeah. fresh. The piss warm Chongo has been put That's in there right. today. And if it if it don't go, it ain't Chongo. <laughs> and they used it a lot. I thought, you know what? I'll capture all these, but they were all the same sound. So I they're didn't all the it. same sound. Yeah. yeah, it's somebody. It's definitely somebody belching. Then they combine that with somebody pouring yeah. soup into a bowl or something. Ah, gross. Now, now, now so that you've said those, now that you've said that, let's hear it. Whoops. Oh, that's so much worse. Yeah, <laughs> I did like the 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 idea of a bar that is a front for like money laundering, whatever they're doing in the back room uh, d- dealing. Uh, I I like that idea, the fact that they had no passion whatsoever for the actual bar itself, and it just yeah. it was representative of the service. It's a little bit right. weird that Tarantino got shot in the face for doing nothing. Do you think? Right, right. I oh, it. is that going on right now? Yeah, Bam. right. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't seem fair. And that guy really yeah. got his when he got pushed on the sidewalk and had two guns to his neck. Oh, Blumo. She should have been more shocked by that because she comes over, wraps her arms around Bandera, starts to pull him away from this catch-up nightmare he's created. It's blood all over his face <laughs> and it's stuff. And I'm and she's way too calm about it. Like yeah. she needs to be yeah. gross. She needs to be like recoiling and going, "Oh my gosh, what what what?" Because what he did to that guy's head would be would be really memorable. Yeah. yeah. They don't and, show it, it but geez, it would be the nightmare smelly. of living in that town. Oh, everything in this movie would be smelly. I, I can't stop thinking oh, about that. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if you used paint to paint up that bathroom stall yeah. and you didn't actually use poop, 
the paint would be smelly. <laughs> yeah. You know what else would stink is um, Banderas because he wore yeah. that black uh, mariachi outfit, which is not breathe, doesn't breathe. And he's no. out in the freeway doing thumbs out, trying to get rides. Big long walk in the hot Mexican summer. That dude reeks. Sorry. I'm telling you, and if you if you've never smelt a large amount of blood, it's not a good smell. And he was yeah. bleeding a lot. Yeah, but blood bleeding. smells like like copper, right? Kind of. Yeah, like yeah. metal. Say yeah, or iron. Yeah, gross. Oh, that's gross. Oh, we didn't talk about what grossed me out today. Oh yeah, it's I, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even pinpoint it. I tried well, there to were think fingers about in the mouth at one point during the love yeah. scene. There were, be, there were. Yeah, I would put that right yeah. up there with this. But for me, it's that gross. It's that toilet room. I, can't, oh, I know it's. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's probably not even real. You know, feces smeared all over. It didn't matter. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably not real. <laughs> no, I mean even in, even in the context really of the in movie, the universe. I mean, in universe, yeah, in universe, yeah, it's probably just made to look that way so that people are grossed out by it. I get why. I get why it's a great ruse to hide a door. Yeah, um, but I just was like, just when they pull back and you see the door open, though, I was just like, whoa, biggest bathroom stall ever invented. <laughs> because like, because like, think about it. If for a door to go there, right? Yeah. Like if, if, if it's just a regular bathroom stall, the door is as wide as a deck of cards and <laughs> it's a regular door mm-hmm. like that a a man can walk through. Yeah. It's a huge. Man. It's huge. A, a, a man, a Tarantino sized man. Yeah. yeah. Tarantino sized <laughs> man can fit right through there. It turns out. And that guy with all the hair. All right. Uh, let's see. We got another clip here. This is, uh, Oh, we heard it already. I'll play it again. World class turds. It's just fun to hear. <laughs> it is. I like that one. It's what is smeared across the, the walls of that stall. Uh, cleaner mug. Can I get a cleaner mug? This one's dirty. <laughs> This one's dirty. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that part. That, that made me laugh. <laughs> it's the cleanest one I got, he says. Yeah. I didn't cap that part. That felt like improv. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's let's finish out with Tarantino laughing. <laughs> Here you go. It's a real quality moment <laughs> oh, of Tarantino. That's great. Yeah, good stuff. Here's this now. It's the film sack checklist. Tarantino pee pee story. Check. <laughs> Come in the secret poo room. Don't touch anything coming in. Check. And finally, every gross bar should have a Cheech slinging beer. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to these Star Trek connections. I think I know one, but I need Randy to confirm. So, Randy? No, uh, we, we don't have any of the actors in, in Star Trek. I, th- I thought Trejo did a thing. I, 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 I actually I looked because I thought so, yeah. too. Yeah. And no... Um, there's a, there's a couple of like interesting people way, way down the list. Mm. So like, there's a stunt guy named Henry Kingy Jr. And, uh, he did stunt double work in deep space nine. He, when you look at this guy, you're like, oh, I can see he kind of looks like Antonio Banderas or maybe in deep space nine, he looks like Dr. Bashir mm. and, 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 but they also let him. Uh, play a, a have a brief speaking role in an episode of Deep Space Nine. So I thought that that's kind of cool when you know when someone isn't really an actor and mm-hmm. they let them just you know yeah be mm-hmm. an actor for a minute. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just it, it was makeup designer. It was sound recorder. Like that, that's that's all we got. Okay. Well, that's you know that's at least there's something for Star Trek. There is definitely something, and the stunt coordinator for this movie was a stunt person in Star Trek four. Oh, 
And I think that's kind of cool too. Like yeah. you did some stunts in the voyage home and then you end up getting to be the, you know, the stunt producer. That's there was some cool opinion. stunt that's stuff cool. in this when he was jumping backwards off that building and firing as he went. Oh yeah. That was awesome. That was great. He landed way too soft, but whatever. Nah. I can't pick, I can't pick it all apart. <laughs> the physics, the physics of fighting. Yeah. It is very, yeah, they're, they're like, pretty out of this world. Like the, what bugged me the most uh, of all of it was, um, the knives like because uh, and they actually depict it pretty fair there's a moment when antonio banderas has three knives in him mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. oh you could see they're only like a half inch deep like yeah they're shallow because yeah. how could you how could they go very deep right mm-hmm. look at those yeah. things they're mm-hmm. tiny little knives they're yeah. not a they're not a sword you know like right anyway it's, it's just, like they're more like they're they're more to slow and drop your prey and then take and then finish them off some other way you know mm-hmm. Just like a way to get it more to make your your prey go ah yeah holy ow yeah I mean they, when they, when he was yanking him out that was gnarly it was nasty yeah they needed barbs on them yeah Ooh. and I will I will just never forget the glory of the corset the the the, the yeah, knife so corset gorgeous. is just the it's yeah. it's the greatest thing ever. it is great yeah it's always bigger in my memory though than when I see the movie. I always think he's got. <laughs> That's what you want. He's supposed to be the biggest Mexican right. you've ever seen. Is he well, not just. I don't mean him and his size. I mean like I, I always see strapped knives everywhere. It's a not bigger, just his a bigger girl like he's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's on his arms. It's wrapped around his legs. Yeah. He's just covered in knives. Uh, let's see here. Uh, st- uh, that was Star Trek. How about Star Trek? Great. I give it an MG for mostly great. I liked a lot of it. I didn't like that That's outro great. song. I don't know who that was or what the deal was. I didn't cap it, but I didn't like it. I don't. Whatever that was. That was a very. Hey, we're almost we're we're just barely into the '90s, folks, and uh, yeah. some old '80s shit still hangs around. I don't know. It wasn't great. <laughs> I didn't love it. Uh, let's get to the social media post. This is where you guys, in 280 characters or less, express your opinions about this film and sum things up. Let's start with Randy. Desperado. Soy un hombre muy honrado. That means I tell the truth. Las mujeres no me faltan was a brag we said in youth. When you go to the cantina choose a table not a booth they made me fight with christos and that's why i lost a tooth i yai yai why does this movie blow maybe because they used too much slow-mo oh that's a really deep poem today too much slow-mo hey brian dunaway let's hear yours oh do i get to do one this week desperado like (laughs) piss warm chango beer pulled from the tap Hey, that's my brand, and so is this movie. Could have used more scorpions at the Scorpion Crossing, though. Banderas O face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> he loved going, oh, what yeah, he, was, he, oh. Uh, he had some energy back then. <laughs> uh, was this the what's the last thing we saw before this? Was it? It was uh, the uh, Charlie Sheen train. Throw mama from the train. Oh, that's right. Throw mama. No, no, no. I mean, what was the last that one we Bandit. saw that had him in it? Um, oh, the last Banderas thing that we saw? Was it Uncharted? Or was it Bad no, Day? It was oh. the, hmm. I think it was Uncharted. Saw, it might have been Uncharted. I think you're right. Because prior to that, we saw him as the in that assassin thing where him and somebody else were always facing off as dual Stallone, assassins. I think, right? Was it Stallone? Oh, right. Uh, oh, shit. Whatever. The, not See, the Jackal. I, I really felt like we watched the two Zorro movies most, most recently. Oh, his, gosh, no. I think Uncharted is more recent. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Uncharted, and that was a stupid character because he died too soon. That was yeah. dumb. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to Brian Ibbets. Desperado. It's Pucho, man. Who? Pucho. 
No, man, Bucho's not here. <laughs> good call. <laughs> That's Thank like a much. good pull off the Chango there. That's pretty good. Isn't it? <laughs> God, I listened to that album a billion times. Yeah, I was a yeah. big fan of those guys back that was in so their great. days. Yeah. They're uh, they're all they have a whole weed company now. I guess they do pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Both yeah. of them do. I th- I know. Uh, Chung does, but right? Tommy Chung does. They're together yeah. now. They got like a whole. I get advertised oh, all oh, the they're time. Back together again? Yeah. Nice. I get advertised constantly from their their weed company on Twitch or not Twitch. Uh, <laughs> they really know their market. Yeah. TikTok. Really get no uh, Twitter, whatever the hell X is. Oh, okay. um, but they're always going. Here's even if you can't get this CBD available in your state, order it now. <laughs> so they got the whole range. And anyway, good for them, nice. I guess. Playing to your audience. You're doing good. You're doing just fine. They should have to, by law, only hire people named Dave, though. I think that's how yeah. that should oh, go. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. uh, let's show get, up to work. Let's get to the alternate titles. These were just handed to me. This uh, original title was supposed to be, this movie's going to call uh, call itself Guitar Hero. That's interesting. <laughs> but I think oh, there I was see. Some, I see. That's really funny, Scott. Yeah, it's not bad. Or, <laughs> like or, or almost Knives In. Which is interesting. Oh, knives in. Yeah, Even better. Like that too. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some uh, emails and texts and things. Uh, here's an email, filmsack at gmail.com from Wooz, W O O Z, who says, Ooh. Hey, Sackmeisters, you mentioned the new WKRP while discussing Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> Michael Desbarris, who uh, is a DJ in the new Debar. series. Debarra, yeah. is that it? Just Debarra, oh. yeah, Michael Debarra. Yep. Oh, are the ES silent? I guess they are. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, it's a French name. He's British. You've seen him in a, in a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. So I'd know this guy if I saw him. I guess yeah, I'd, for sure. I'd look it up. Um, who is a DJ in the new series? Was in the original series. He played Dog in the first season episode, Hoodlum Rock. Oh. Uh, loved the show and loved learning again why that it is, is that or why it is that Owen doesn't have a friend. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is some deep WKRP knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Debar. Well, I, I mentioned because I, I said like the main dude was the guy whose wife was the the one who took all the plaster casts of Rockstar's penises. Um <laughs> which is which is true. His wife was Pamela Debar, who's famous for being plaster caster and and having she has plaster casts of like Jimi Hendrix and, and Robert um, Plant. Um, yeah. cast your yeah. penis. Wow! Wow! So this is this is not to be confused with the barge who lots of no, very very much totally not dancing different. in the sheets, but but no, a lot of that did go on. This guy's cool. He looks cool still. Born in forty eight, but he looks like he's just rocking out now. Just, yeah, he looks like a rock star basically. Yeah, yeah. like Billy Idol like style stuff. Or at and least he, in his uh, photo. when Robert Palmer left Power Station, he um, he took over and uh, led Power Station when they were at Live Aid. Oh, interesting. Well, what's his name was addicted to love, so he was out. <laughs> he he couldn't get it. He went to rehab yeah. for love. <laughs> yeah, for love. Yeah. Uh, here's a quick text from a listener. This is uh, 801-471-0462. It says, here is an incentive to see the Goonies. Joey Pants is one of the bad guys. Come on, man. Joey Pants yeah. taking a shot in the nuts. How can you say no, says this anonymous listener. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like we I have... Yeah. Yeah. I just picked up a DVD copy of uh, The Goonies this past week. Is that how you'll watch it when we do this? From you'll... the thrift store. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. I've never seen Goonies. Well, I have the VHS as well, so we'll see. We'll just see how it goes. We, I've never seen it. We need to see it. I don't know when we're seeing it. That's just, I know. That's it's just insane. So it's insane that I haven't seen it. I agree. It's stupid. It's so let's fix it. Everybody's, everybody's got something. Everybody's got mm-hmm. something. Uh, finally, we got an email or voicemail, and I love this voicemail. 
because this guy's called before. I just love his vibe. So anyway, here it is. Let's hear him out. Hey guys, man, I got one for you. We all we all love Sam Elliott, and we all like who's that guy with? Um, he's got a great great head. Peter Weller, RoboCop. <laughs> they did a movie together that I have never heard of, oh. and to my knowledge, no one I know knows about it. But you guys, dude, it's got some Elliot throwing a fishing rod to get away. Who throws a fishing oh, rod to get away? <laughs> and there is a fist fight in the third act on a moving roller coaster. Yes. With some Elliot. And, dude, I guarantee you that this has the trope of the second act that Peter Weller doesn't make it. Well, yeah. the, the trope that the buddy doesn't make it. That that being looks like Peter Weller. But I don't remember. Anyway, dude, it, oh, it's called The Shake Bell. Yes. Oh, man. It's not even streaming. Well, no. Well, I don't know. We'll put it on your list. And, I mean, look at this thing. It's at 20%, and it's lit like a Chobani commercial against a late-night talk show background. <laughs> this is perfect for you guys. Yeah. Hey, Randy, dude, you were right. Never change, man. You guys have a happy new year. And just make this one the best one yet. I'll have whatever, uh, whatever he's having. I'll have what he's having. My God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever he's doing. Don't tell me what I was right about. Thanks. Nope. Yeah. Just, just yeah. live. But no, why would you want to know? That's you can apply it to one thing. We're going to allow you to apply that. Right. I was right to one thing, Randy, your choice. <laughs> yeah. You pick get right credit. I was, that I was it. right. That real genius would be an awesome film segment. Disagree. Agree. Shakedown. That's a, that's one I haven't seen. Oh, in uh, a but, million. Years. But don't worry. As soon as Jim Cotta is streaming, we're watching Jim Cotta. Jim. Yeah, Cotta. Of course, yeah. yeah. All right. So we need yeah, to so shake blue still as mm. well. Go ahead. Mm. Shakedown is a, is a Jim Glickenhaus movie and everything that Jim Glickenhaus directed <laughs> is, is on our watch list somewhere. It's that's like, a funny name. It's, that yeah, is, yeah. Jackie Chan's the protector. I can't wait to watch it, that with you. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Who else is in this? John C. McGinley. This is an old one. How old is this? Yep. Yep. 90, uh, 80, 80 something. 88. 88. Wow. Look at Sam Elliott. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. This seems dumb not to see. We should see it. Yeah. 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 Why did he say about the, the talk show background? It's just this New York. It's not like it's a talk show. A Chobani commercial <laughs> against a talk right. show background. I love that. Whoever this is, he never says his name. I love his I love his calls. Anyway, yeah. keep those coming. Eight oh one four seven one zero four six two. Hey, guess what? We have some new patrons this week. Spicy Pepperoni, Brian Grabowski, and Tim oh. Monroe. I love spicy pepperoni. Mm-hmm. I want some right now. Yeah, that would be great. I like bland pepperoni. Is there anything like <laughs> Nobody likes bland pepperoni. No. Something is something nobody said ever. If you've ever had bland pepperoni, you just you've just found out that you have old pepperoni. I've done what? that before. <laughs> I, went eat, I went to eat one, I'm like, mmm, oh that's kind of what is that? What is, is it? What, tell tasting? me what it means when you say bland. It just loses its flavor or something? Or? Yeah, it just loses its flavor. It's weird. Okay. It's just like 
It's like, what is this? It's like a, a, a wax meat. It's weird. Wax meat. Yeah, because it's kind of oily, And I looked right? at the expiration date, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that needs to go in the trash. Yeah, don't don't Boink. eat that. That's a bad idea. I had some chicken, some very suspect chicken yesterday. And yeah. It didn't give me any trouble. Oh. Everything's fine. But I, but I know I was playing with fire a little bit. Yeah, I, you do this. How long was it in the fridge? Probably two weeks. Oh Scott. my god! I know. Two weeks. I know. I know. I ate it. and It tasted a little plasticky and a little like. Oh yeah. gosh! Yeah, yeah that's a little bland. A, yeah, yeah. And that's I gave, what happens to meat. I didn't eat it all. Threw it the rest away. But I ate enough of it where if it was going to be a problem, you know, like food poison wise, it would have kicked in by now. So I'm, I'm good. I'm right. really clear. Wow. Uh, that is real dumb. I, anyway, uh, Scott, you you do know right that like old rice can kill you. I know. I, I hadn't heard that. How, oh, how's that work? That. Yeah. How's uh, that work? Yeah. So um, there's a there's a specific toxin that mm. can grow on like your leftover rice that you put, even if you put it in the fridge. Like mm. if you just you yeah. There's people uncooked who die. or cooked rice, like uncooked cooked, rice? rice, cooked rice, cooked rice. Okay. So well, let's see. Yeah. Cooked pasta too, but this people is, uh, die from the rice. This apparently, it was a big deal on TikTok called fried rice syndrome. Uh, let's see. What is it? Case of the Brussels student. The illness was food poisoning caused by the Bacillus bacterium, which grows yeah, on rice. Right? If you let rice sit out. Uh, Yahoo serious? Yeah, you're right. This is bad for you. Well, I don't, don't eat. Don't do it. I kind of don't eat rice you in general. You can't so. eat rice. <laughs> we should just all go to Subway and eat fresh. Yeah, don't, stop, stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's not go there. I never. It never feels fresh <laughs> no. to me. Go to Jersey Mike's. Go somewhere good like that. If Jersey Mike's just wasn't a Pepsi shop, oh, oh, you need the you need your Coke. Get you with the Pepsi. Oh, I don't mind the Pepsi. So frustrating when the food is my favorite, but they don't have Coke products. I don't mind. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. You could go to another. You could get your sub and then go two doors down and get a Coke somewhere else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I know the closest convenience store to the Jersey Mike's as well. There we go. Oh, I want to go now. I think I'm going to go get a Jersey Mike's after this. <laughs> yeah, I might do it today. Pepsi's fine. I'm fine with Pepsi. I don't care. Does Pepsi, when, when people say, is Pepsi okay? I'm like, yeah, it's totally cool. It's fine. Yeah. Let's do it. I love how they always like like get the apology face on. Oh, is uh, is Pepsi okay? Yeah. Well, that, well that, is that going to work? Is that going to be okay? Because you know they've been they've been burnt before by Randy. Yeah, who went, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I I'm never coming here again. Back. Good day, sir. <laughs> I said, hey. but maybe I could go buy you a Coke. I said, good day. <laughs> I so wildly overvalue a restaurant with a Coca-Cola freestyle machine. It's like oh, I like, love those. Like yeah, Wingstop. Wingstop has a Coca-Cola freestyle machine, and I'm willing to spend so much more money there be- to have access to that thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. I look, I don't want to besmirch the good name of Coke, but I'll do a Pepsi now and here, now and again. It's fine. Eh, I don't mind. Whatever. Whatever is uh, Pepsi One, Coke Zero. What I eat, whatever you've got, I'll take it. Yeah. It's Pretty fine. Much. It's liquid down Is the hall. Bubbly, no, bubbly no sugar water? Shit. I'll yeah. take it. Nothing yeah. with the word diet in its name. I'm just going to pee you out later. Zero. Yeah, zero, always zero. Yeah, zero is okay. Uh, that's going to pee you out later. I Bismol Zero the other day. The store was great. Oh, oh, my gosh. That sounds horrible. Why? Why? Uh, don't <laughs> forget our- bad, but where, no calories. Exactly. Calories. Don't forget to go where to our Patreon. Patreon is. All right. Patreon, Patreon.com slash filmsec. That's Patreon.com <laughs> slash filmsec. Go to Patreon. Go to Patreon. That is going to do it for the show. Real quick, our next movie is Black. Black hat. Black hat. Black right. hat. So this is a 20. So not blue steel. 
2015 Michael Mann movie that we realized we had never seen. Like none of us have seen it. Yeah. Mm. Very exciting. Oh, none of us. Good. This, this is brand new to all of us. Yeah, I like those. That's uh, right. Viola Davis, Hemsworth. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So Netflix deal or no? <laughs> all right. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. man. All right. Yeah, cool. All right. All right. I'm in. Okay, cool. I don't remember this Count at all, in. but it's got Holt McCallany in it. It's got your. Uh, oh, I think that's right. Yeah. John Ortiz. Good deal. Yeah, you guys watch what you want to watch. I'm watching Shakedown and talking about it next week. Whatever. Please All do. Right. You do, do that. Do what you do. Let us know how Let that goes. Let us know where you it. find it. Yeah. That'd be great. So you can buy it. You just can't stream it. Oh, well, then F you. And I, I, would, I could have swore I saw it not that long ago on, uh, when I was doing one of my little. You know, they got the movie channel on the Roku TV. I was watching Blue Steel this past. I could have swore I watched not that long ago Shakedown as well. Mm he would uh sure. he he had remember jamie lee curtis and blue steel uh no i remember no. it i remember it existed yeah but i don't yeah, know I if i ever it. saw it that's not the one with travolta where they shake their crotches a lot right What's yeah that's perfect oh perfect please <laughs> can we never watch perfect i don't I, I don't know if i can do it this is not be perfect um, <laughs> you want to watch them shaking their crotches at each other i just i realized the black hat was a bit of a bummer for him well, whatever. He went on to do Ford v. Ferrari, and that was a big hit. I don't know. He's fine. I like Michael Mann. He can make, he can, he's making heat too. I don't know if you guys know about that, but he's making heat. Oh, a I didn't heat, know that. That's cool. Make it a heat follow up. I'm very excited. New heat. New heat. Double heat. New heat. Who dis? Uh, all right. That's it. Filmsack.com is the website. Patreon.com slash filmsack is the place to support your favorite film sack show, the one called Filmsack. <laughs> <laughs> So do it. We are the best film sack show ever. There we really yeah. are. Also, you can uh, find that network. <laughs> you can also <laughs> leave us reviews when you get your podcast reviews out and stuff. Those are always good for us. So please do that. That will do it for today. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Piss warm. We'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. All I got is piss warm chango. That's my brand. <laughs> That's my brand. <laughs> hey, Film Sack crew. Uh, Dylan here. Just listening to your episode on Three Days of the Condor. Uh, I think that's the episode. I don't know. I don't watch the movies ever, but I'm one of those freaks. Randy mentioned that uh, they named uh, a beach after From Here to Eternity. Uh, and then Scott said, uh, let's not name things after movies, which I thought was ironic because you just spent so much time talking about Robert Redford uh, naming Sunday. So just wanted to point that out. Anyway, love the show. Thanks, guys. Hey, Scott. This is Chad from South Carolina. It's been a, a long time, man. I just want to call you guys up. I actually felt like I had to. I... Um, I was listening to film sex, saw that you did Backdraft, and I was like, God, you know, I haven't watched that movie in forever decades. So I, I went back and decided to sit down and watch it with the boys and have some fun and just kind of sit back and enjoy what I think is one of the best podcasts ever. Um, and so I just got done with it. So it, I, I just felt like I, I had to call you guys and, and in order just to tell you, fuck you! I can't believe you made me watch this hot garbage. Wait, wait, is it ran out of budget? So they got one actor who's going to wear a Clark Kent mustache that's going to fool me into not being able to discern that he's the same damn person. And the the fire, the fire sneaks in and out of rooms like a ghost in a bad Scooby-Doo cartoon while making the same sounds as the T-1000 getting shot up by a howitzer shotgun before it falls into the vat of molten lava. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe, you, you, you want to know why no one else makes 
fireman movie is because of this piece of garbage. Because they know that the world's got enough freaking toilet paper because of this show. And that's exactly where this movie belongs because you guys maybe think it was a good idea to watch it. It's right up your butt. That's where it belongs. Anyway, man, I hope you guys are doing well. Take care, buddy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.